We're here with three other couples. I want to give a shout out oh, to Rose Christ. and Louie. And, um, no, one no, and Mike. no one knows these people. Anyway, but, but, but I do. It's the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Are you guys uh, swinging? Frank. What's that? Are you guys swinging? And we were swinging. Dad, they're around <laughs> you. No, I, I walked in the other room. That's not a denial. This is the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. I don't know anything about wrestling at all. <laughs> Nothing. I'm, I never watched it. I don't know anything. I like that topic of like, what are your like pop culture blind spots? Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah, that's a... Oh, man, that's a bad one. I have a lot of them. I have some bad... <laughs> I think I have some that I wouldn't even think of, yeah. right? But I definitely have like really famous movies I've never seen. Yeah. I do a lot of the nodding along and pretending like I've seen a movie if everybody in the room has seen a movie, unless they're specifically talking about not having seen the movie. I love how people like, oh my God, you haven't seen The Godfather. I mean, I've seen The Godfather, finally. I uh-huh. saw it like a couple years ago, but like the, the people overreact to people not seeing movies. Like there, there are a lot of movies out there. Sorry, I haven't seen all of them. There are certain ones that are like trendy to be upset that people haven't seen too. So yeah. it's like uh, on the, I don't know if you guys watched the Inside Outtakes, Bo Burnham, but he made a joke about everybody who says their least favorite word is moist. Oh, like, get yes. over yourselves, so which is genius. But it's kind of yes. like that, like The Godfather, Jurassic Park. Like, there are certain movies that everybody wants to be so upset. You haven't seen Top Gun? Like, that was such you know, a good bit, that moist bit, and that, that, that I can't oh, believe that didn't make the cut. Like, how? how why is that getting cut? There were a few cut? things that didn't make the cut that I was shocked by, but man, that, so good. that one was so good. He's amazing. Yeah. We've started, by the way. This is the Greg Cody Show, and uh, cool. he's not here today. I just Jeremy Tashay's with us. Obviously, you've heard him talking. Uh, we're we're little we're we're rattled here without Greg Cody. Like, how how is this show, the Greg Cody Show, with Greg Cody Yeti? Like, how is this going to survive without him? Hold on, let me turn into Greg Cody. Oh wow, he's already a Greg. Hey guys, you like my <laughs> like my video? Oh yeah, terrible. <laughs> is my lighting, lighting okay? Yeah. Yeah, off terrible lighting. My headphones you're, aren't in. Oh crap! No wonder I can't hear you. Yeah, your audio's. You need great. to be a little more tinny if you could. Yeah. But uh, yeah, hmm. you need to get a little more tinny. I think. Yeah, that's like, true. If that's you true. want my dad. <laughs> See, and you had to repeat that twice. So yeah, now, now we know we're on track. <laughs> no, so yeah, Greg's away. Um, did, he's did, alive still, by the way. That's just something we always need to state with. The, yes, as far as we know. <laughs> Yeah, he's just, uh, he's, where is he? You know him, like, he's my dad. He's in St. Augustine, right? I don't even know. I think he is. He texted me, actually, he was like, he sent me a video, I mean, a, a text saying, hey, do you want me to uh, send some content from St. Augustine? It's like, dad, I, what I don't want is you to record yourself just saying, hey, guys, I'm in St. Augustine. <laughs> like, I'm like, if something comes up that's funny or interesting, sure, record it, send it. But he just, my dad loves to, like, re- he loves to just like be like anytime me and my dad do anything now we could be just like at the driving range hey should we do a little for the podcast it's like dad what are we going to talk about just like he thinks everything we do is like podcast worthy i'm like dad we're just at you know we're just eating lunch at tijuana taxi like i don't know why this is like noteworthy for the podcast i wonder if that's so we all who have grown up in in my generation with social media like we've been performing to the camera yes. our whole lives. And my dad's is finally, this right. just his 
official realization of oh everything is content <laughs> that hook of like everything I want, can yeah, be content i'm doing something why shouldn't everybody know i'm doing it uh-huh yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's just sinking in. It, it, social media didn't get them, but the podcast did. <laughs> I think I I turned over. I, I finally like uh, went over the like uh, my. I'm trying. What, what what cliche am I looking for here, Yeti? You turned over a new leaf. I, no, I finally like when you when the I boiled over, bridged the gap. Fi- no, no, no. I finally when you go like I I'm yeah bo- boiled here. over. I, yeah. I boiled over and right? I finally like broke. On so like I used to be the person I was like I need to like document everything where I'm at. It's when I started going to concerts, and I was the guy that had like the dots on my Instagram story because mm. I ended up showing a, almost an entire concert, <laughs> not the entire, but like a leak, a part of almost every song. And I like look back at it. I'm like, this isn't enjoyable to watch. Why was I grabbing my phone at every song? I was just like, I judged myself afterwards, and I was just like, a new leaf. You're not that guy anymore. You're not that guy. Yeah, and you miss a lot of the actual like experience yeah. when you're trying to document the whole thing. Right. Like, and these videos are never good when you watch them back, yeah. like a concert video. Like, oh, I need to document this. It's like, no, just enjoy it. I always make sure at a concert, I just take one video. Right. So I might, and if a song that ends up being played that like I never expected to be played, I might get yeah. 10, 15 seconds of it just so that like I can like... if they like, play Peppa's, for sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. No matter who's playing a cover of Peppa's. The next time I see Bruce Springsteen in concert, I hope he plays a cover of Peppa. So I think that would, be, that would be incredible. We should do our top our top five most ridiculous the the, the top five funniest groups that like that it would be if they Yo Yo Ma. Oh yeah, Yo Yo Ma has got to be on that list. That's it. That's the winner. Let's go. Yeah, that might, it might be. We could come up with the top five. Celine Dion, really good one. Celine Dion. Oh my god, Celine Dion would be great. If your Peppa's the most. I don't know. Yeah. I, I have some regrets on what I said about Celine Dion a few weeks ago on the Levitard show. Like what did after, you say? I don't remember. After and I just I just said she was a one hit wonder, I believe. Oh yeah, that that's completely false. And and I, after studying not one hit wonder, but like I, I don't know what I said exactly, but I definitely pretty sure that's you know, what you said. Yeah, I dismissed her a little bit. I was like, basically, she has the Titanic song, and that's it. I think that's basically what I said. Uh-huh. And having having doing some digging, and I, I I went down a rabbit hole of a Spotify Celine Dion channel. She's got some bangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. There's a reason why she's Celine Dion. There's a reason why we all know who she is, even without necessarily knowing any of her songs. Because she's not famous for, like, being a celebrity. Right. She's just famous for being amazing at singing. It's funny the the recipe you have to have in your career to for, like, Vegas to want to, like give you a residency it's like backstreet boys Celine Dion, sure the jonas brothers have Carrot one right Tub. now yeah so it's like the random it's weird like, you know what i mean like the the biggest stars like don't really do it but like that next tier of big stars do i mean i guess some of the biggest stars do elton john's done it i so mean like, gaga did right yeah, yeah so I, I, maybe i'm maybe it's i shouldn't say the biggest stars don't i think do it's it, the but. longer vegas runs right like or it maybe it's more surprising that you can have both that you can have like the superstars like that where right. Elton John would do it but then also you have the Jonas Brothers and yeah. no offense I love hey I'm I'm yeah. a I'm a Joe bro right yeah. here I <laughs> love I love me some Joe but Bros, then there's but. like the carrot tops I guess that's kind of like yeah a shtick if you have a shtick you can go to Vegas you either have to be like a big star or you have a shtick yeah I mean I, I do they have comedians that have residencies because Caratop's whole thing is a little bit different than traditional stand-up comedy yeah. right yeah prop comic steve martin also steve martin. i don't see this yeah. is, this is a this is a pop culture blind spot for me i i don't know i don't know anything much about vegas shows 
I'm only I've never been to Vegas. I'm just speaking off of what I've learned through other people and pop culture references. Vegas is Vegas is for sure a little slightly overrated, I will say. Yeah. I mean it's fun like like, you know, like to gamble and like have a have be able to but now you can almost do that anywhere. So now it's like that that right. they've lost that. It's yeah, I mean it's I've gone a couple times and you're always so ready to leave after like two days. <laughs> I think that's the thing. That any place where you would want to not be for longer than a couple of days doesn't sound like a place that I necessarily want to go. But right. since I've never been, I'm going to have to go eventually. Like, yeah. I, I want to check it out, but I just yeah. don't know that it's the, the dream vacation spot. Yeah, I have only flown through, never spent any time there. So, Is that kind of like, can you say you've been to Nevada if you've only like, what's the rule here on like, if you've actually been to a state? Like if you just flew through, if you just flew through, you haven't been to that state, right? Like, like flown over, you mean? Like not no, no, like, no, no, not no, like, like a if, connecting. If, if, if you have a connecting flight. Hmm. I think you have to like leave the airport and like at least eat lunch somewhere. What if you, what if you purchase something from the airport? You made a transaction in that state. You crossed the threshold where you'd have to go back through security. Ooh. So, like, basically, I'm saying what I'm saying is if you have like a map at your house on your office that you put pins in of every place you've been, are you able to put a pin in Houston if I've only been there? This is in the so airport? tough. I it depends really if wonder... I'm trying to win a contest on who's been to the most states. <laughs> if I yeah. can beat them without having to count airports, sure. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think count you have it. to leave the airport. That's my rule. I think if you've just flown there through there you like you haven't really gone there that's 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 my rule and i'm sticking to it it's just (laughs) it would be pretty amazing to have i'm just trying to get over the fact that you could theoretically make a purchase in a place you've never been right you know what i mean and you can do that online obviously right you know purchasing on businesses like this this is how the internet works (laughs) (laughs) i mean i know that's how the internet works but this is in in person (laughs) all right i took over the greg cody mantle (laughs) i went to florence with my wife's family a few Mm -hmm. uh, just burped a few years ago and we flew we like didn't ever get leave the airport but we stopped in germany on the way like that's where our our flight from America to yeah. Germany, and then we flew to Germany to Italy. So it's like, have I been to Germany? Like, I don't, I don't think I have. I don't feel like I have. I, I did the same thing—a connecting flight from the UK. Yeah. So it's the same deal. I, I don't feel like I've been there either. But I also didn't, I didn't purchase anything, so I don't feel like. Uh... I had some, but I did even, I did eat in the airport. I like, you know, they had a German, so I did like, I was like, hey, we're in Germany, let's go to the German restaurant place, and I ate like, I don't even remember what I ate, but like some schnitzel. Did you get your passport stamped? Um, yeah, I think so. I think you have to, right? Then that should count. It's legal document. It's legally documented that you've been there. Right, but it's not going in my office pin. I mean, shit, that would look so cool to say I've been to Germany. <laughs> yes, because no one has ever been to Germany. <laughs> You're so unique, Christopher. You've been to Germany. Imagine my Tinder profile. <laughs> been to Germany. Swiping left and... <laughs> uh, that just reminded me of... Uh, what's the... Uh, Beer Fest? Oktoberfest? No, but isn't there a movie called Beer Fest? Oh, the movie? I've never seen it if there is. Oh, man, it's a classic. Sounds like a 90s movie. Oh, six. Yeah, Beer Fest. (laughs) Oh, six total 90s movie. Yeah, it's like the (laughs) crew. It's like. I mean, Jeremy, you were 12. Yeah. Yeah, 2006. Yeah, I was 11. It's the the crew that does Super Troopers. It's like the Super Troopers. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you guys got to watch it. Oh, my God. Man, it is a great, like, dumb comedy. It is funny how a single year can be a, cu- a, a cutoff in what you know. So, like, anything that came out in, like, 2008, because I was 13 years old, yeah. I know everything in 2008. 
Yeah, I could. I saw the Hangover. You know. Yeah. But everything before that is an immediate cutoff that I don't think I know any of it. And it's just it's a, a mere number of months. Right. If that, that if if Beer Fest came out in 08, you I would be, know what it is. Yeah, yeah I would have yeah, seen yeah. it for sure. Yeah. But it's eleven year old Jeremy, eleven year old Jeremy is not watching Beer Fest. I was gonna say this is where the age difference between me and Jeremy really freaks me out because I talk to him right now and it's like we're peers. Right. But he references being like a freshman in high school in 2008. I got married in 2008, man. And I was 28. It's not like I was, you know, fresh out of high school getting married. Oh, no. Yeah. I just felt it. I was uh, I was in eighth grade when Barack Obama was elected president. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's so bizarre to me. That's why that's why I even if you'll notice when we do like 90s baseball stuff on the show you're kind of faking always, it i'm late 90s early 2000s really more is my sweet spot like right. i'm more more of the you know those 03 marlins not the 97 marlins right like that's right you want to do pat burl yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> see you know you know the game i play. scott Rowland. yeah scott Rowland. you know right, right. We, we're, we're doing more lieberthal which is like mm-hmm. 10 mike lieberthal is probably like mid 90s and you're you want to do yeah mid- exactly so i i i go ju- i just trend up i'm more mvp baseball than you know er- earlier than that so that's yeah. that's kind of the the age cutoff for me how is there such a consensus with mvp baseball 05 like it's so weird because you don't have that really in like what's the best NBA 2K like right I mean no one I think really it's because it stopped I think it's because like baseball like MVP baseball didn't really continue beyond a certain point and the other baseball video games that picked up from there just aren't I thought it was like a couple that was literally the last one I, I think it was like 04 05 and maybe it lasted till 07 yeah or something like that but then from there you had there was an MLB 2K and then there was MLB the show and the show just kind of ran away with it. But it's so different than what MVP baseball was. So we're all just nostalgic for it. Oh, and I played there's MVP NCAA baseball 06. That game, I crushed that game. Oh, that was the oh, wow. best. With the the was the guy from Texas on on the cover? Yes, I'm staring at it. Oh my god, dude! See, oh man, I played that game so much, dude. What what platform were you playing MVP Baseball 05 I, on? I was a PS2 guy, whatever PS, whatever PS. I was the Nintendo GameCube. So there was no online play for you. Uh uh-uh. uh I played on the computer. You could play online. Oh, yeah, oh no. my god. You gosh. could uh, I could if if you had their their direct IP address, like your friend or a family member. So my brothers and I, I we we weren't living in the same place. And so they'd send me their IP address and I'd just plug it in. I'd send them mine, plug it in, and we could play against each other. It was like the, I think that was my first experience with online gameplay. That's so cool. But like that's what I loved about it. Like mm-hmm. it was a it was a great game, good smooth gameplay, good <laughs> graphics for the time, and we could play online. Did either of you uh play Slugfest? No. Hmm, that sounds familiar. Oh man. See that one. Okay, so that one it was perfect to have both MVP Baseball and Slugfest at the same time because Slugfest was sort of like um, NFL Blitz. Uh, okay, I do remember. <gasps> yeah. So it was like, but because it was insane. So what it was is if you got hot, yeah, flame. Like I'm looking at pitches now. Like you throw like flame fastballs. Yeah, you would throw fastballs that were on fire and that yeah. were like 170 miles an hour. <laughs> only if you like struck out a certain amount of guys in a row before that, right? So you like. Like right. had to get hot so almost like um nba jam in that way but then also it was like encouraged to fight in the game so literally <laughs> there was a, a button for punching so it was like you'd be rounding first and you'd punch the first baseman 
and, and then you'd be going towards second and they would get the ball in from the cutoff man and if you punched the second baseman the ball could fly out potentially and then you'd run to third it was completely insane and it was during the steroid era so it was literally it was Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa and all these dudes were purposely like hulked out of their minds and so you had that which was this totally made up fictional version and MVP baseball at the same time so oh, yeah. it was perfect to have that sweet spot oh my Classic. gosh Man, I miss being 10. Did either of you ever play dirty like in real life? Like even on whether it was like just in the on the playground or in the backyard or like in your little league or anything? Did you ever? Or in the bedroom? Baby. <laughs> when I started playing travel baseball and as soon as we got metal spikes, I was going in spikes up. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was that's, definitely that's surprising. trying. To, I was breaking up. Oh, I was. No, no, no. Here's what's crazy. Yeah, no, we've declared Jeremy like the nicest guy on the world. <laughs> yeah, this is what's crazy is that I and and it's funny my fiance got to witness this like way deep into our relationship are you like oddly competitive i am a maniac <laughs> at baseball like baseball just baseball i was you'll a, like a, truck a catcher oh for, like i absolutely would have and i was like i threw i i one time um caused a brawl because i threw behind a kid and then you know he had it coming but yeah. uh <laughs> and, and i um I definitely broke up my share of double plays with some late slides. Um, but <laughs> like, I was a, a, like a slide into second. I'm with you, but you're right. like cleats up. I'm like, geez, you know, but it's, <laughs> but it's not like, I'm not trying, right. I'm not trying to hurt people. You're like, as soon as I got metal spikes, I never went in cleats down again. Yeah. I mean, that's what I said. Yeah. You know what? I don't take it back. I was <laughs> kind of the truth. And as a, as a pitcher, I was such a competitive maniac that I was like, I was a showboat when i was going so i would like absolutely stare down the opposing dugout and like <laughs> say things toward them after strikeouts and yeah and so uh when my fiance was my girlfriend in college i played club baseball and we'd been dating for like a couple of years and then she came out and saw me play for the first time and was like you were literally like a different person out there <laughs> like it's i didn't i bet she liked it i mean we're engaged so <laughs> she did not like it sometimes uh, i put on my baseball cap in the bed no i'm just kidding hey, 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 now now we're going too far it spikes up the name of your debut album or your sex tape <laughs> Both. <laughs> Hell yeah. chris were you ever did, did you ever like get a little too intense and play kind of dirty not really i didn't pitch so i never really threw it anybody um I did. I the only beef I ever had with uh, in baseball was <laughs> I was seeing a girl that oh boy was maybe dating an, a kid on another on Piper. I played at South Plantation. <laughs> All right, that's and, the, uh, comedically Piper. It, yeah, it was like a love triangle that uh, ended. Up, I never got thrown at, but it was definitely some shit talking going on. That. Where like guys jogging around the field before like, where you at, Cody? Like as they're like oh, jogging man. by and stuff like. I but, can envision you know, this perfectly. You know, sometimes love gets in the way, man. The heart, <laughs> the heart wants what the heart wants. I, I only, I only have a couple of experiences, but I'll, I'll share the worst one. It was uh, just taking the game too seriously, taking it very literally from what I'd learned by watching major league baseball. I was like 10 and we were at my grandma's house. She has a big front yard and we were playing. I don't know if it was like, you know, wiffle ball or t-ball or something. I had my little cousins there. I'm the oldest. And my cousin Whitney was like five and, um, or no, I would have been nine. She would have been five and she's blocking the base path with the ball, trying to tag me watching baseball. What do you do? You, you, you truck the person. 
I'm nine. She's five, and she's a small you five. Dropped a five-year-old. She's a, <laughs> I, she's I a smive. Knocked her right over. She's and a small five. Horrible. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was a small five, and and she dropped the ball. I made it to second base safely, but I did not make it out of that game without you know you know getting torn into by my uncles rightfully so yeah but I, I didn't understand at the time i was like we're just playing a game you're supposed to play to win and this is how one of the ways you win i, I did not have that connection at that at that the age of nine that hey maybe you could accidentally murder your cousin so maybe don't do this i also almost accidentally murdered my cousin playing baseball in the backyard we uh lost all of the soft baseballs that we were playing with and so we got what was the equivalent of a golf ball and put it on a tee and then I hit a line. I, we were like 10, oh, eight younger, maybe oh, even boy. like five or four years this old. This is not going to end well. And I hit a line drive just straight in between the eyes and just immediately started. It started swelling up. Oh, and my we, gosh. And it was, it was pretty brutal. We, he was fine. He's, he's cool. And we, uh, <laughs> he's fine. Uh, but we obviously, you know, my aunt panicked and we got into the car and start driving toward, you know, the, the doctor or the hospital or whatever and ended up getting into a car accident on the way oh, there no. because we blew through a red light. It was an entire disaster. So, yeah, I almost actually killed, you know, a lot of people playing baseball <laughs> in the backyard. It's been a, America's most dangerous I, man. Knew? I think of you, Jeremy, as so, like, mild-mannered and decent that I kind of want to yeah. ask you, like, the most enraged you've ever been, like, at, like, a restaurant or, like, with some sort of service. Oh, nothing that like getting. that. No, like, you never, like... Think, you never, I mean, like, I can get... I can definitely... I've been upset with serve but i'm like unless you literally like walk up to me and spit in my food i'm right. giving you a 20 percent tip dude like, that, happened, <laughs> that happened to me at flanagan's the other night we went for the game remember it was actually i text you it was after the marlins it was last week we went and everybody ordered food we were watching the finals game and the food everyone else's food came but mine mm. and you know we're watching a game and so we still had the second half so honestly right. i was not sweating it and when the guy like disappeared it was like it never happens at Flanagan's. We love right. Flanagan's, but like it was a maybe he was busy. Like we got it was like the, everyone at our table. Like Lewis was more angry than I was. Then like, you were, it got right. to the point where like the whole table's like like it's been like because everyone's literally uh -huh. done with their meals, and I haven't even seen my waiter and my food hasn't come yet. So it's like I'm just lucky I've never had an experience quite like that. But right, I but, think I, but you're to right. your point, to your point, I what I knew it wasn't the guy back there. Like haha. Chris, yeah, right. like it was like it was just clearly a mistake that he, they didn't intend for. So I like don't get that angry in those spots. I overcompensate for others if I'm eating and I don't think that their decorum is how I would behave at at if dinner. And if they if you're with somebody and you think they're not a good tipper, you're like I got to tip more now. Absolutely, yeah. I do that constantly. <laughs> yeah, constantly. I have friends that I know for a fact are not good tippers, and so I'll end up tipping like. Literally, I'll end up tipping like 40% because I'm like, I know that they're shorting these people. Oh, it's the worst. And my dad, Greg Cody, the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody can sometimes be a guy that like, if he gets really bad service, he'll start being like, I, I got to leave a little a, a lesser uh -huh. tip now. So my dad, I got to keep my eye on. Like, I, I'm always like, dad, you're tipping normal. Like, I'm with you. You're representing uh -huh. all of us here. Like, right. I, don't care. I don't care that she took a little extra time to get your water that that refill like mm -hmm. hey, yeah, he is there with like a pen and paper like marking off points isn't he like at least me mentally he is my dad used to make the joke that like if we were going to a nice restaurant somewhere where you're gonna spend like a hundred dollars let's say so he would okay. he, he would want to put twenty dollars in singles like literally and then on take the one table. away <laughs> and then it's literally like anytime he's like 
feeling it like oh okay that was up my where's my refill okay that's one dollar back in the pocket like <laughs> greg that is asshole behavior like no no, no I've ne- he's never done it he's joked oh, about okay, wanting okay. to do it he's like always <laughs> said i want to it's amazing the what it really if he had his own way your dad would be a character right out of curb your enthusiasm yes. like yes. would get would get Dude, along swimming you would see my dad is larry david at restaurants the how irritable he gets and how short his fuse is let's call him right now actually it's his show i'm gonna do the speaker thing he's not gonna be able to hear you guys or no yeah yeah, yeah. he's not gonna be able to hear you so i'll just talk to him but Hello. Hey, hey, Greg Cody. This is Chris Cody. You're on the Greg Cody Show. Okay. How you doing? What are you doing? Uh, I'm actually, uh, we're closing down at 5 to 6 p.m. Happy hour. Of course you are. Haunted, uh, our haunted bed and breakfast here in uh, St. Augustine, Florida. Haunted? It, it supposedly, in fact, we were just sharing stories about the, the legend and lore of this place. It's, it's right next to a cemetery, and supposedly it's... Um, Barry, it used to be a funeral parlor and supposedly haunted bed and breakfast. We haven't seen any evidence yet. Yeah, it's but, probably a crock of shit. Uh, well, you know, I, I sort of believe in some of that. I'm a pragmatic man. Uh, I, I don't believe in the supernatural necessarily, but I don't discount it either. I'm open-minded about it. And, <laughs> right. um, you know, we're having a great time. Uh, I don't know if you're calling for any particular reason. I, but- <laughs> well, we were just talking. We were talking about... We were talking about assholes at restaurants, and you came up. (laughs) I I had a memory of you one time saying that you joked about wanting to, like, put a tip. Like, let's say we're going to spend $100 and you're tipping 20. You want to put 20 singles on the table and then, like, take a dollar away for every misstep. Well, I do think, and and boy. (laughs) Here we go. No. I'm stepping on landmines here because i don't want to be the guy who's the asshole well you want to be i don't want to be the guy who disrespects i think you're about to be and waitresses i'm not that guy what i will say is i expect good service i will tip lavishly for good service but if i get bad service there shall be a little bit of a penalty there shall be is such a great word to phrase that and so yeah uh, i believe with starting at a 25 percent tip and then working backward for <laughs> faux pas in um <laughs> waitressing uh, you, uh, you're you're overcompensating like, i've never seen you leave a 25 percent tip yeah you're starting just, at 25 25 <laughs> no mom 25s okay well you know we're at the same uh check so how many <laughs> drinks have you made have you have you managed to crush during this free happy hour you know, we've done good. Uh, the, uh, on, on the way here, a six-pack jumped oh. into my car. Uh, Dad, we, is... we had a couple of those in the room. Okay. And now the, the, the 6 p.m. happy hour, which is about over but still going on, wink, wink. We're, um, <laughs> we're getting our money's worth. Did you actually there. wink? This is there? amazing. I hope you I won- did. I winked. Uh, <laughs> but this is exciting because... Uh, you know, St. Augustine, Florida is All right, enough of that. I think I think I think wink the nation's oldest man, so I think I think we're <laughs> good here. It's, it's well a done. beautiful That's time we're having. Yeah, I stepped we're here with that. um we're here with three other couples. I want to give a shout out oh, to Rose Christ. and Louie and um no one, no, and Mike. no one knows these people. Anyway, but, but, but I do. It's the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody. Are you guys uh, swinging? What's that? Are you guys swinging? And we were swinging. Dad, they're around. That's not a denial. <laughs> no, I, I walked in the other room. <laughs> That's a John Anderson song, by the way. That's the song he's yeah, singing is. there. I know that damn song. Right it is. Yeah. Uh, right you do. My dad is. Are you guys? Cause dad, you can't hear Jeremy and uh, Yeti Blanc here with me. 
God, it's loud. Um, Wait, you want me to go in the party room? I'll give you some real loud. No, I don't want loud. I'm just saying, do you guys walk away when, like, my dad real is, loud. my dad walks away every single time he's on the phone. Like, and if you're having a serious conversation, I get it, but I don't know. Yeah, I walk away. You're a walk awayer? I get really self-conscious about yep. other people just hearing me talk. Even in front of your family? Because my volume is loud. Well... Once I heard it, well, once I saw on the on the ID that it was you calling, he doesn't know you guys are talking. You know, I had a feeling why you might be calling, and I don't want to subject my friends to uh, this falter all. All right, no, because it might ruin your swinging later. This is amazing. And we were swinging. All right, you bet. <laughs> okay. All right. Love you guys like a pet. Okay. All right. <laughs> pet. <laughs> that was that was gold. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's the sight, the sound, the smell of it, morning, night, or noon. It's the feeling you're always welcome, and when you leave, we'll see you soon. It's the place you always go to, when you're with friends or you're all alone. It's the taste of Nelly's Diner, the place you feel at home. Step back in time when you step into Nelly's Diner. It's the only place in town to taste Wild Bill Cody's Bison Burger, deep fried in Nana's 100-year-old lard. Or try a tall stack of our award-winning PFBI pancakes. Dig into the signature bang a thing salad. Or try an Uncle Dick footlong. Anything you want and anytime you want it, we got it. All served up with a free side of smiles. We are right where we've been for 60 years at 1440 Zagaki Street downtown. Nelly's Diner. It's the taste of home you never had because your mom sucked at cooking. It's the taste of Nelly's Diner that makes you feel at home. All right, that was great. My dad is just chef's kiss. He can never not be Greg Cody. He's always Greg Cody. Jeremy's got to get out of here. Jeremy, thank you for chilling with us today. What to give the people like all you do? You have more jobs than anyone in America. So tell the people where, like where they can check you out. That's very nice of you to say. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, yeah. You should everywhere. Also, Jeremy's like everywhere. Just, just follow I'm me everywhere. on social. No, yeah, fo- fo- follow me on on Twitter at Jeremy Taché, where I will provide you with um, Kate Bush and Catherine O'Hara inspired sports tweets. Um, I also uh, I have a podcast as well about South Florida sports, and uh, this week, as you guys are listening to this podcast, uh, this week is episode fifty hey, hey. of Miami Miked Up with Jeremy Taché. Wow, the big five zero. Yeah, so we did a cool little uh, best of our uh, podcast host in Central Florida, Kaylee Mizell, actually interviewed me and okay. asked me some questions about the first forty nine episodes. Okay, I thought it was. I thought it maybe it was going to be best of clips from all the fifty, and I was going to be like, all right, where's it your is. Bo- all right, we're so going to see. We're going to see. Uh, yeah, we'll see if you're in there, Chris. Yeah. Uh, but. <laughs> We so uh, we had uh, a really good time with that, and I would love if you guys would subscribe to that, even if you don't listen. Just follow <laughs> it and download it to yes. boost our numbers because that would be super super cool. Um, but yeah, 
follow me on Twitter, and we'll go from there. And that's and you also yeah he appeared he's then you guys do like a Beatles deep dive on your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy has been is our unofficial official music correspondent on Yes Maybe No, the podcast I do with with Andrew Streeter. Yes. Um, and you can go back. It's been it's been over a year since we've had Jeremy on though, so it's 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 time. It's been a long time. We got to get back to it. I said get back to it. Okay. Hey, hey. Oh. That that, that's the hint. Out. There's there's the hint. That might be what we talk about. Got back. Isn't that what his new, isn't that what his current tour? That's, that's his tour. His tour is got back. His, his current tour <laughs> on a Tuesday during <laughs> his performance. Chris Chris enjoys the way I, I pronounce words that have the letter U. During. Yeah, you do, yeah, you do that. During. Stupid. That. Stupid. And what the, what's, what day is after Monday? What's after Monday? Tuesday. Yeah, oh Tuesday. man, that is great. <laughs> I mean, Tuesday, stupid. <laughs> I mean, he always says that I'm making fun like of the southern accent. No. That's not a southern thing he's doing. No, I don't it's say not, that with it. No, just, no, the southern yeah. accent would be Tuesday. Oh man. Or Tuesday. Tuesday spit with a CH. Tuesday? Yeah, you just have a really specific way of speaking. It's not even southern. I don't even hear southern there. It just sounds like Yeti. It's just your I love it. Dude, I think of you now every Tuesday. Like anytime anyone says the word Tuesday, I think of Yeti saying Tuesday. It's Yeti Day. Aw, once a week you get a little reminder. Yeah. That's adorable. Well, on that note, all right. Bye, Jeremy. Go. Yeah, I'll see you guys later. Bye, right. Jeremy. Bye. Have, have fun recording spikes up. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> oh man, so have you had your first soccer game yet, or is it just still in the practice phase? No, no soccer game yet. But uh, just I guess match soccer match for all the Puritans out there. Well, what I'm learning is that it rains a lot in the summer in Florida. So <laughs> it, this is a summer league that just started, and we've had uh, we've tried to have four practices, and we've had one. Oh wow! And 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 we we have haven't even got the game schedule yet. We're getting there. It's it's a it's a slow burn. It's not as easy as I thought, but I'm I'm working on it. Watching YouTube videos, trying to learn how to coach. But four and five year olds, man, it's but, uh, just like at this in rec, especially at the age at this young age. Like, uh, there's such a wide gap. Like some kids don't know anything, and some kids are like decent enough that they're like they don't want to be doing the basic stuff. So I almost have to have like I have them in two groups of like the kids that need like the most basic instructions and the kids that know what they're doing, and I can be more creative with like more fun drills for them, or because st- I want to stimulate everybody. There's got to be a better way to say that. That's weird. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. It's it's hard, man. Coaching like it's hard enough to watch kids sports. It re- like when they're really young, it's really yeah. hard. But yeah. it's hard, and then you have to coach your own kid, and you're like, "What do I do with this?" Yeah, and you end up being you end up being the hardest on her because like you feel like you can. Like I'm not being. Well, mean you also to her, don't want to like, come across as playing favorites too. So you right. have to. And about to sneeze. <laughs> was a four <laughs> should i've done an into the mic um where was i yeah, uh, you're coaching your own kid and and, and yeah how you, you work just can't them. like you don't want people to think you're too easy on them and you get frustrated with other kids at times but you don't want to express it to them so it bottles up and then your kid does the littlest thing and it's like come on graceland mm-hmm. and it's like that anger is from all the kids but it's like you can't show it to those kids because right right be... so your kid takes the brunt of it it's 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 really <laughs> difficult so i end up like come on graceland like snapping like a quick little snap and it's just like sorry i'm just this is this is hard yeah yeah it's it's uh i i would love to not ever have to coach my kids again in anything <laughs> i still like i i think I'm, it's i think it'll get easier as they get older like i, I definitely think i'm gonna be end up being a coach i, I i've always liked coaching in yeah. general so i just think it's going to be something i'm probably going to do with taekwondo it, it's nice because my wife is one of the instructors at the school so so yeah. she gets to be their coach there for part of the time so um so your your dad's away now it would cha- uh, transition a little bit 
Um, did he ever, did, did him and, and Erlene ever leave you and Michael at home alone, like over a weekend or anything as you got a little bit older or did you always have an adult staying with you? Yeah, definitely. As we got older, definitely as we got older, I don't, that's a good question on when like the first time was, I would imagine, I would think, yeah, probably, probably not until he graduated high school. Okay. So while you're in high school, they probably like when I graduated when I was like 18 and he's 14, that's probably Mm -hmm. like the first time 18, like 19 or 15. Cause there were definitely some times like once we got into over, like once I was 20 something and and he was like 18, like if they would go out of town, we usually would like have people over, like not like a party, but like, you know, I was going to say, what did you ever get into hijinks when they would leave you like overnight? Well, I think I've told the story before of my, my senior year of high school. I just decided I was like I've never thrown a party. I've always gone to people's parties. Like I want to have a party. I'm like it was my senior year, so it's like I literally was like, "Mom, Dad, go out, like leave the house, for the night. <laughs> like go to dinner, and like don't plan on coming home until late." And then it got so out of hand. My the party where like at first I had people like in the back pool room, living room, kitchen. And it was like I had the rest of the house blocked off. But then at some point, like it, like it got out of hand, and like all of a sudden, I'm like walking through my house. There's people everywhere. My house is a mess. So I ended up like calling the cops. You called the own. cops on your own party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and, bet that actually happens more than than like people would think just on the surface. And I called my parents. I was like, "Hey, come home." I was like, "Please break this up. I need like this has gotten out of hand." How old were you? This was senior year, so this was like 17 or 18, and. And it ended up, uh, last week we were mentioning, like, you know, trying to woo girls. It actually ended up being a good move because one girl that I was kind of talking to, like, hung, hung back and, like, helped me clean up. So, like, all of a sudden, it, turned, it went from a party to everyone gone, and this girl was, like, hanging out. And, like, we ended up, I think, her and I driving to, like, a, a, you know, the after, like, someone else's, like, the party moved to someone else's house. So, I was like, all right, once I got my house cleaned up. I was like, all right, I like parties better at other people's house. Let's just go. <laughs> yes, it's yeah, me too. Even as an adult, like, yeah. like I, I do enjoy hosting. I know a mystery crate a few weeks ago, you are talking about like, are you the type of people that will invite people to come and stay if they're coming from out of town? Yeah. Like, I actually really enjoy that. Like, you seem like the type that would insist people stay with you. Like, I, I like that you they, just seem overly like f- gracious and fr- and like, oh, no, don't don't get a hotel. Come on. No, you're staying with us. Like, well, yeah, I think it's partly plays that I hate paying for a place. I love being able to stay at, at like friends and family. Right. But growing up, that's what we always did. We we stayed at, you know, friends and family. I ne- we, we never paid for anything. I'm a hotel guy. If I go, like, even if I'm visiting family. <laughs> yeah, we, we really, I, I like to host. Like, I wanted, one of the reasons we left Seattle was I wanted a house that was big enough to host and that we could afford a yard. And you can't do that in Seattle. And so we moved back to the East Coast. And, uh, and because I like, I like when people come over. But big parties, yeah, I, I, I don't like hosting those. I used to host a, a really good Christmas party every year in my mid-20s. For like three or four years in a row, we throw this big Christmas bash. And that was fun. But I had a lot of friends that would act, that would help me out. And, um, but, uh, but, but now that I've got the kids around, I have to worry about getting them to bed and stuff. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't like the whole big party thing, but having, you know, one or two families over, I really enjoy. We've been living in this house, I think going on three years now, and we still haven't gotten it to where we like want to like have a thing where we like host all of our friends over and stuff like, and which is on us both. My wife and I, we're not great about, you know, taking care of business, TCB. And as my dad would say, right. <laughs> take care of business. <laughs> Did you ever sneak out? Um, yeah, but like I was not a big partier, man. Like I, 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 a couple times I snuck out 
to like go hang out with people probably but like i was not a big my parents didn't even really have a curfew i was never even i would never went out enough for my parents to ever be like you have to be home by this time like it was like if i went out they'd be like okay like let us know like oh going to bobby's house okay like they in the neighborhood like they they wouldn't be like they, they knew that i'd be home by midnight at the latest anyway so it's like I was kind of lame. I, I didn't like really start like having fun and like till I got like over 21 and stuff. I was pretty like fairly tame. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am, um, uh, I never really had a curfew either. My parents just kind of trusted me. They knew all my friends that I right. would go out with and Zagaki. And it, it, it was the high school parties. Like if I, if I had like after parties, I was in theater. And so like the after parties that would wear, they had a look cause they didn't know everybody there as much. And those were the ones they should be more worried about than, uh, yeah. than just hanging out with my friends from church. Although while we didn't, you know, you know, we, we weren't into, you know, drinking and drugs or anything like that. We were vandals, but, um, <laughs> you know, we, but oh, yeah, we, we um, talked like eggings and stuff or you know, toilet paper. Uh, no, no, this is busting mailboxes. Um, oh, Jesus, just yeah, bats yeah, we, like driving by and just like, no, no, it was target practice. So it was anything that wasn't tied down. It was it like, it yeah. started out with like root beer bottles. Uh, cause we, we love drinking that IBC root beer in the glass bottle. And, uh, um, and then it was just like, it, eventually it turned into anything, including a paint can and a coconut, a coconut one time. That was, that was an interesting thing to throw. Um, uh, did you pronounce the A in theater theater? <laughs> I don't say theater T H E E R like, I know you're theater. <laughs> theater that's that's how it's spelled that's how it's pronounced chris come on <laughs> i just like it's one of those words that you yes it's spelled with an a but most people just kind of go past that a and it's theater, like theater. theater. and like i think like, your your enunciation you know you do voiceover work and stuff like your enunciation is so good that's that's what i really think it is with your during and tuesday you look at a word and you're like i am going to get the most you're like a coach talking to the word you're like i'm gonna get the most out of you <laughs> Hey, A, I bet the word theater, that A loves you <laughs> more than anybody. Because it doesn't get overlooked. I imagine the word feels like whenever anyone says anywhere in the world theater, it like the, the oh, word. Oh, look at me. Look at me. And that A gets such a vibration when you say theater. I wonder if there's anything psychological behind that. Because like if there's anything in this world that I, like I have problems with, it's feeling like I'm left out. And maybe, right. maybe, maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just trying to make sure everybody is taking. You're like, hey, I, I, you don't want that A to feel left out. Hey, I hear you. I see you, and I and I pronounce you. That's right. That's right. That's right. Theater. Theater. Theatry. On this week's cinephile, we are doing Jurassic Park. So I wanted to see it this weekend. And I, my daughter, like my daughter, just like I'm like a sucker on Fridays. My daughter's like doesn't want me to take like sh i take her to school on fridays and sometimes when my wife leaves she'll be like daddy i want to stay home like let me <laughs> and i like do it just because i yeah. like to have like little daddy daughter days and stuff where we just like also it's preschool it's not like right exactly exactly yeah. and it's like um she's gonna get more attention with me than so i was like okay and then i thought i was like wait i wanted to go see jurassic park and i was like you know what bringing her whoa how'd and she handle it she was good. I mean, I, I did like an hour in. She was getting a little restless and I did give her my phone and with the headphones. So she yeah. had like I gave her, you know, I had like a backup plan, but she watched and then she like watched her tap my, my phone for a little bit. And then she like came back at the end and was into it. She was she was watching it like I, you know, she wasn't overly afraid. Like at the beginning, walking into the theater, she was like she's four, by the way, for people that don't know. <laughs> and she was like a little like oh are the dinosaurs scared? i'm like it's not real i'm gonna be right here like it's just like you watch things on tv it's just like that and you know she was never like, a couple times she like hugged my arm but like she never really like cried or anything and my, my yeah. son's real sensitive to 
people getting killed like on screen and stuff he can't he can't yeah. stand it so like we were watching uh dr strange and they had the jurassic world um preview a uh, trailer yeah and he sees this dude get bit in half and he was just he lost it like it just really messed him up he's he's eight so you know your daughter's handling it better than him but he uh like it, it, he wasn't expecting it and he just yeah he did not do well after that you know, that kind of ruined his day she she i think she might have missed like the real like there wasn't a ton of even even death in it, but yeah, there was a couple. How old were you when the first one came out? Six, right? Ninety three. So okay. So I doubt your dad took you to see that in the theater. I the theater? No, I I didn't. <laughs> I don't remember if I saw that one in the in the theater, but I definitely yeah. saw that movie young. So I don't yeah. remember. I saw it in the theater and it blew my mind. I was just so oh, like, it's great. It, it was, and, and I watched it a couple of weeks ago, like leading up to this movie, and. I mean, I don't want to, you know, so I'm going to save my, uh, my my real opinions on this movie for cinephile, <laughs> but uh, it uh, without giving my take on the movie, the, the movie did feel like it didn't have like there's a couple of iconic scenes in that first one of like you know uh, you know Newman getting killed, yeah, uh, the kids in the f- kitchen, uh, the rattling water, you know, the, what I mean? like, the, the doorknob like, they can yeah. open doors, yeah, um, so like the, and like this one, you know, a lot of see, I don't know, it just. I, I didn't. I didn't like leave there saying, "Oh, that remember that scene." That's like it was just kind of like. Well, the first happened. one, it's like we've never seen anything like this. Yeah, that music though. They need to just put that score underneath every scene because that's when the movie is <laughs> good. In this one, in the original, anytime they're they're looking at dinosaurs and you hear that that music start to fade in with the la da da la da. Yeah, we played that in marching band my freshman year, and oh, I loved dude. playing. It was awesome. That is a top five score for me in yeah. a movie in terms of like a movie that like it gives you goosebumps and it's just perfect for the movie like it's top five for me i think that might match the movie better for, as far as john williams soundtracks or scores yeah. are, are concerned that might match better than star wars yeah star wars is obviously great but like yeah, it, yeah I, but just as far as yeah matching the emotion Welcome and the wonder to jurassic park yeah it, it, yeah it just it's just that part in the ride in orlando i don't know if you've ever been to universal i've not they like it Early in the ride, before you do any like drops or anything, your boat like turns a corner and it's the big Jurassic Park doors. And like it's perfectly timed with the music as the doors are opening. You hear that guy from the, cl- the iconic scene, Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> and like it's goosebumps on that ride every time because it's just like it's, that's cool. You can't beat that song. Jurassic Park actually has my favorite line from any movie, and it's Samuel L. Jackson saying, Hold on to your butts. <laughs> That's my favorite. I just, I, I, every time if I'm, you know, I, I do my, I do my own mechanic work on my cars. I build things in my garage and so I'll fix my computer thing. You know, when, yeah. so whenever I do, whenever I, finish the work and i'm starting to either crank the car for the first time or turn the computer on right right that's my own little tradition in my head but i say it out loud is hold on to your butts yeah and (laughs) and it just it just it's always stuck with me i love the way samuel jackson in that movie has a cigarette dangling from his lip at all times no matter what (laughs) it it made me want to smoke a cigarette (laughs) like i was just like i want to smoke a cigarette and i want it to dangle from my lips (laughs) were you ever cigarette smoker no I, I think I, I've had, no, no, like in, I've like been out and like someone's smoking. I'm like, yeah, hey, you know what? I'm like drawing, like, you know what? Give me a right. cigarette. And like, but then I take like two hits and, uh, can't do it. 
Yeah, yeah. I've, I've smoked other things. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried a couple just to see, like, t- does it make you feel awesome? What? Why is everyone at school doing this? Because especially growing up in North Carolina, you know, and and still in the in the nineties, you know, it, it was va- like it was almost like you had to be a smoker to get your driver's license. To you know, you have yeah. to prove that you support the local economy. You know. Yeah. And uh, I smoked and, black and milds in like eighth grade. <laughs> I remember buying a pack of black and milds. <laughs> that, that, that's funny and my that's friend, really my friends funny. just thinking we are so cool man like <laughs> yo you want one here you go <laughs> mouthpiece on the end of it like, oh yeah 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 but they uh but yeah i tried it and just and i was like nope i don't understand why anyone does this so we're good i'm good yeah. whatever you know but yeah yeah but watching samuel l jackson in that movie or as your dad would say sam jackson sam jackson in that movie it, it kind of <laughs> makes you think like man smoking is really cool man so this is uh this is not that it's not that hard right doing an episode without my dad look i mean he in some ways you could say it's easier he thinks it's important <laughs> i mean i know right there's like, no coughing breaks i did burp a couple he times, did but, but yet he did still turn into the star of the show he he really it's because he always wins no matter what i love him whether he's here or whether he's not here he always wins but uh i guess this is kind of where we say goodbye for now pod family (laughs) i feel like you're gonna like get all sensual (laughs) give us some like good voiceover like all right everyone thank you for listening Oh wow, he's got to cleanse the palate. Wow, what a sad <sighs> sip of water. That was like your last, the last dry, like that right. was that must have been so warm that little sip. <laughs> it was. It was. All right. All right, Pod family. I'd like yeah. to uh thank you for joining us today on The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Taking my shirt off. Chris is taking his shirt off and <laughs> we'd like to thank Jeremy Taché to join us. Make sure you follow him on Twitter and other places and you check out Miami Mic'd Up with Jeremy Taché. Mm-hmm. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review The Greg Cody Show. You can actually do that at thegregcodyshow.com. You can even buy a sexy shirt that you can take off later when the time is right at shop.thegregcodyshow.com. Please go buy merch. Please go buy merch. Yes. Just we do want to thank everyone who's purchased some merch altogether, and we hope yes. that you are finding wonderful excuses to remove the shirts that you have purchased. Also, if you want to be a part of the show... Go to thegregcodyshow.com and click the microphone in the bottom right corner. Leave us a message with a humorous, embarrassing, or cool story about your father. Make it great and we'll play it on the show. We should come up with like maybe next week like a, like some sort of competition. If you show us you made a purchase. Maybe we'll do like a Zoom happy hour soon where it's like we're going to pick 10 people. Yeah, we'll, fi- we'll, we'll, do we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. But until then. All right. See you later, pod family. Good night, pod family. I kind of froze. I didn't know what to say after that. Crap. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of thing. That kind of thing. That kind of thing. (laughs) Brada da 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 da. Brave.